Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey, you guys, it's me, Kristen Cantrell. And I'm Angela Fazio. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. Today's guest is our first ever guest from Connecticut, Sarah Pritchard Provenzano. And she's going to be talking to us about being 30 and thriving. 34, but we're in our 30s. So <laughs> we're in our 30s. It's the same. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on an episode with you both. Um, so I guess I'm Sarah Pritchard. I live in Connecticut. So I'm glad I'm your first agent out in Connecticut. I am a mom of two. Um, I have a four-year-old and an 18-month-old. And I'm also a team leader um, of the Pritchard Homes team at William Ravis Real Estate. And I have um, five agents that work with me. And I actually have two more joining in the next month. And then I think you know, two or three months from now as well. So I'm super excited about the onboarding. Yeah, on onboarding new agents is the best. I love uh, absolutely. <laughs> One of my favorite things in the world. I'm not kidding at all. <laughs> yeah, it's so exciting. It's, you know, fresh eyes and, a, you know, a new beginning and just helping them is always the best thing to do. Yeah, and something that's really awesome about your journey, I really want to dive into your journey because you started in real estate when you were 22. And most of the time when we're talking to moms case, in yeah. real estate, it's not that career or they're not 22 when they started. Mm -hmm. So um, tell us a little bit about um, what got you into real estate at such a young age and uh, start there. Okay. Um, so I got licensed right out of college. So I was, I think, 21 when I was taking my courses and then um, joined a real estate brokerage at 22. I actually started in real estate, I think like years before, I used to drag my mom to open houses when I was like 10 years old. So that would be like a Sunday activity. Um, I feel so bad for our former realtor. My parents used to, you know, go house hunting with her all the time and didn't move for many years. I'm always like, don't be that, you know, those clients. Um, but I started at 22 and I actually joined a team at a different brokerage, was there for a few years, um, met my former partner, business partner there as well. And we just created an amazing team and it just began to flourish and go from there. And now I have my own team, um, the same agents I had previously. So I've had a few of them for five years. Um, and then I actually just onboarded three newer agents. And then, so, so I have a really great group of women that I work with now. So I want to note on something right now, you have had a handful of agents for five years that have worked with you. That's, That's fantastic. Not That's normal. not, no, nor is it. Um, so I'm going to go back. Did mm -hmm. you have real estate agents in your family or anything like that? No, no real estate relationships at all. No, I just, I really you loved the, it. You were the first person I believe in my memory that I've really? ever met that got into real estate as their career mm -hmm. first, that didn't have a bunch of real estate agents in their family or influencing them. I, we, I, I'm, and I emphasize this because I have literally coached and mentored thousands and thousands and thousands of agents, mm -hmm. and I've never met one with your story right there. That is That's unique. Amazing. And you're from Connecticut. Not <laughs> like first of everything for today. This is great. <laughs> well, and um, what I mean by with like 
you know, having agents on your team for five years, typically mm -hmm. what I see is it's like a one to three year thing, right? Like you, when you were on a team, when you were brand new, how long were you on that team for? I was there for about two years. Yeah. So see, that's it's, typical. it's typically mm -hmm. one to three years. So that says so much about you for people to stay after they, they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Well, I created such a supportive, like really cohesive and collaborative group and having them thrive is one of the most important things for me. So of course I love working with clients and buyers and sellers, but watching my agents thrive and grow in the business is literally the best. Like it's like watching your own children grow. So when they're succeeding, I'm just in the background going like, Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. And how do we get you to the next level? And I think helping them build to the next level, um, I hope that keeps them around So and just giving them to do that. So why don't you give us a little bit of insight on on the retention piece and how how you're showing up for them? Like if there's another team lead listening right now, like tell us a little bit about that. The are you doing like how do you create that culture? Well, not only that, the culture, but also the value propositions yeah. that you that you bring alongside that culture that you think are um, making you so successful as a team leader. Sure, I know a lot of. You know, so many different teams are created in, you know, very different ways. Some have buying agents and showing agents and seller specialists, and everyone on my team can either list um, or represent buyers. So they can kind of pick and choose where they're comfortable, and we all do everything. So we work with buyers, sellers, tenants, and landlords, which is really great. Um, none of us own investment properties or anything yet, but everyone on the team is a homeowner. So we've all had that experience. Um, but I guess what I really do right now is, you know, our team is known for the marketing that we do. We create home magazines for all of our listings. Um, there are things that are included in, you know, being part of the team. So we'll supply the marketing materials. Um, I never did lead generation until this year. Um, and now I've started actually, you know, we're collecting leads and then giving them out. But that was a first and that really started about a month ago, two months ago, I would say. But for the most part, it was teaching the girls, motivating them, and just, you know, doing everything we can to bring them to the next level. I love that. You you uh, share, both Kristen and I have the same heart, that we thrive on watching people grow, whether it be in business or in real estate or as a team leader. Um, that really helps keep me motivated in business to see people succeed. And I can feel that in the way that you, you run your team as well. I think that's the most important thing. I mean, yesterday I did a team activity. We all went and got massages and then went out to lunch together. And they thought that's it was a good activity. Great. It was so relaxing. Activity. <laughs> you guys want to join my team? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so we, we went and had massages for my birthday and it was awesome. I'm like, why don't you do this more often? I don't know why we were because we're such drivers. We don't stop long enough to breathe. <laughs> I figured if I stopped with them, it would be okay. So if the whole team's doing it, then it's acceptable. Yeah, yes. there you go. Okay, so tell us your love story because it, yep, I want to hear that. So real estate related. <laughs> so my husband is a builder, um, and we both met early on in real estate. I think I was 23 when we first met, and he had been looking in the real estate book, like the actual real estate book magazine, not online, and saw a house that they wanted to go look at to potentially tear down or renovate, and it happened to be my first listing. So his um, father actually arrived at the house and previewed it. And of course, the team I was on previously was like, are you okay going by yourself? Like, do you want us to come? You're meeting a strange man. And it's funny now because I'm like, that's my father-in-law now. 
It's not true. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so it's like you never know who you're going to meet. So yeah. he actually went home, went to my now husband. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a really cute girl there. She looks to be about your age. You have to come with me next time. So he came, um, walked through the house. Of course, thought he was cute, but I was dating someone else at the time. So we worked together for about a year and a half. Um, my relationship status changed. I was actually in Hawaii um, and he found that out. And we ended up getting together when I came back home. I think we went out for like ice cream or something really cheesy and like drove around <laughs> in his Jeep Wrangler. He has like a massive truck now too, but we were in his Wrangler. I was like, this is the best at 23, 24 years old. And right. Then just kind of escalated from there. And we've, um, you know, built a few houses, you know, together, I would say we've done some custom build and then he's absolutely amazing with all of my clients. So now it's a real partnership and my clients know, like, and trust me. So then when I can recommend him that like, you know, someone that will actually get the job done, um, they're always really happy. So he just saved a client of mine, a ton of money who was going to go with another builder. I'm like, Oh, use Johnny. And they're very happy. So that's awesome. I love that. Sorry. I yeah. have a mental image of you eating ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Really like cheesy. Your, yeah. It's like yeah. a bright yellow Jeep Wrangler too. We still have oh, it. Okay. Thanks for adding to that visual. <laughs> I love Jeep Wranglers. I do too. Oh yes. They're the best. We have matching ones for our kids now too. Like the little tiny Jeep Wranglers. Oh, that's very cute. We have a yellow one and a purple one for the girls. Oh, cute. Oh, yeah. You probably okay. have cute, cute pictures. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, yes. Speaking of your, of your little kids, tell everybody the ghost pepper story. <laughs> I love this story. <laughs> My mother-in-law is going to murder me. So yesterday, <laughs> yesterday Tuesday, um, I got a okay. phone call that, you know, I'm at work. I was actually... Um, at a showing and I had a text call me. I'm like, okay, I call my mother-in-law and there's, you know, you can hear people in the background. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, well, she's okay. She thought I had spoken to my husband. I'm like, who's okay? I guess um, my daughter, Claire, who's 18 months old, ate a potato and um, the potato was in sausage and peppers. Um, and she thought it would be perfectly fine for her to eat that. There were two containers of it. One didn't have hot peppers. And the other one had um, ghost peppers and jalapenos in it. And that's the one that she gave my daughter. So she thought my daughter was choking, called 911 because she couldn't um, you know, get it dislodged. But she wasn't choking. She was just reacting to a very, very, very hot pepper, like red face, crying. Um, oh, poor kid. She was perfectly fine. So, yeah. Yeah. Choking, ghost good. pepper. Ghost pepper is better. <laughs> ghost pepper is better. Yeah. Well, exactly. Ghost pepper was definitely better. Uh, I guess better, but she was not happy. Now she has like little marks on her poor little face. So, but that's not a I told both of my boys that story and they're very concerned for your baby. They're like, what? <laughs> it was too hot for my husband to even finish, which is why there were leftovers. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he grows those peppers, which he probably has, like, a palate for them. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so everything else will be mild now. Yes, exactly. She's had the ultimate experience at 18 months old. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so you, you mentioned um, your struggle, which I feel like is all of our struggle, which is mm -hmm. time management. So tell us a little bit about, you've been in real estate, you know, a good amount of time now. Tell us how, how do you stay on top of your time management? What are some tips and tricks and what do you do to make yourself successful with that? 
Sure. So this is actually part of like the business planning and scheduling I'm going with the, you know, going through with the team agents right now. Um, there's two things. You can either run your real estate business or it's going to run you. And I've kind of, you know, it's, it's taken me 12 years to figure this out. I realized it a little sooner, but um, so right now I have a time blocked schedule that I'm trying to follow. So there's certain days where we're doing certain activities. And I think creating a schedule and actually following it and having other people respect your schedule is really important. So I'm blocking out like, when am I calling clients? When are we writing handwritten notes? When are we doing marketing presentations and team meetings? And, you know, then scheduling like team leadership activities as well. Um, and then also, you know, just kind of, I don't know, trying to make it through the day in a way and, you know, blocking out what's really important, where do I have to be with the kids and everything? So I don't want to miss activities in their lives either. So trying to schedule everything in one day and getting the agents on my team to do the same is really important. And I actually have my voicemail set. Um, so it says, if you're calling me after 8 p.m., I'll call you back by 10 a.m. the next morning. And I have agents and people are always like, I love your voicemail. This is the best thing ever. Um, and I respect that for the most part. If I'm in the middle of a bidding war or a clients really need me, I'll return phone calls. Um, but for the most part, people do respect that time frame and say, okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning at the end when they're leaving me messages. So I think that's really nice to try and set boundaries that way as well. I don't know of too many people who have, who don't struggle with that because especially in real estate, we're exchanging time for money mm -hmm. when we're, when we're working with buyers and sellers and we want to make money. Right. And we also most, for the most part, we aren't transactional people. There are some right. that want to do transactions just as numbers, but most of us want to serve our clients and be relational with our clients. So mm -hmm. it's very common for agents to let people step all over their boundaries, right. you know, until they can establish a way and some scripts and just mm -hmm. a mindset that lets you as a person feel okay to set those boundaries and set those timeframes. Right. But it's hard. It's hard when you're in a commission sales business and you mm -hmm. want to please your clients. It really is. But I've noticed if I'm respecting those boundaries for myself, my clients are also respecting those boundaries yeah. now. And a yeah. lot of them, and honestly, I think the pandemic changed that as well, because I noticed people were putting their family first again versus work. And people were like, oh, well, I'm home with my family. So, you know, she can have her time with her family as well. So I think that created, a, you know, some level of respect, I think, with clients as well. Um, but if they really need me, I'm definitely... I'm very, very reachable for sure. Yeah, of course, there's always exceptions, but I right. love, I love that you, I mean, you've been in the business for 12 years. By mm -hmm. then, if you don't, you'd be like burnt out and hating life. Yeah, you have to have those yeah. things in place. Right. One thing that I found with time management was I was time blocking for things and I'd put it like, you know, every Monday I'm doing this at this mm -hmm. time and I would just have it repeat on my calendar and that didn't work for me. And so what I do now is I try to do it one to two weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. So like Sundays I go and I plan, um, you know, the next two weeks with like plugging in my workouts, plugging in my dates, plugging in all the kids stuff. And then I go in and I put in my um, handwritten cards or my prospecting time or my planning event time. And mm -hmm. that has been so much more helpful and smaller. Or lunch with your bestie. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm bringing it up. <laughs> Sunday, if you don't plan it, it won't happen. So you have to think if it's in your schedule, it will happen. It's so true. It's so true. I just ran into this with one of the women on the team. She's expecting, and I'm like, you have to do your schedule 
keeps you know telling me well it's going to change i'm like right but do your schedule for now and then just like you said in two weeks redo a schedule that works for that time frame i mean life is always changing we just have mm -hmm. to adapt there's a few things you have to keep in there you know so your business continues and then you just you know shift the time frame around yeah absolutely and it's i mean with google calendar it's so easy <laughs> It's honestly like, I don't know how people don't. Use it took, I had an office manager when, when we, when we were working together at my mm -hmm. brokerage, it took her like, this was a long time ago. Thank God. <laughs> it took her like a year to, to, to get me off of a paper. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm not even resistant to change, but I think, how did I ever use a calendar that I could forget somewhere? It was oh ridiculous. Yeah. I still do it both ways. I have my daily planner and everything is in my phone, but I feel like my daily planner is more like a to-do list almost. And I'm always yeah, like yeah. down in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like what appointments I have. It's like, you right. got to get this stuff done today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. Well, crossing things off is still so rewarding. <laughs> We're in sync today. <laughs> You've been amazing guests. I'm really glad you are our first Connecticut guest. No, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. It's so great to have you guys or, you know, to have you have me on the show. So I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. You guys listen, if you, if, if it's not too late, you need to go get your flourish tickets mm -hmm. because for the flourish event, which only happens twice a year um, and it has limited space is, um, for sale and we're getting close not yeah. not too long from now so if you want to come to the flourish event which is the most amazing women's event ever then uh, go to theflourishevent.com and get your tickets thank you guys for listening